0: Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske.
1: Hello friends, it is episode 15 of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I am your intrepid host, author Jason A. Meiske, back again for another exciting week and another exciting interview and sample chapter. Before we get started, I just want to give a, a big shout out to you, the listeners. Uh, you know, it it's a real blessing to look at the numbers each week and see that we keep on claiming. Uh we keep getting a little bit higher, a little bit higher each week, week after week, people subscribing to the show. Uh the numbers, you know, are, are just going up there. And I just want to say thank you to to you and uh, you know that you're sharing this with friends, that you're sharing this with other people. And I really appreciate that you come back and you're finding worth in this show. And, uh, you know, it just means that it uh, tells me that, you know, we're, we're doing something good. And uh, I, I hope to continue to do this and uh, to not let you down. Let's go ahead and get moving on then. I want to give a big shout out to Podcast Garden as our host site for the show. PodcastGarden.com is the website where you go if you want to create a podcast of your own. It is free to start up. And if you're interested in... Finding other shows, they have, oh man, I think I think there's a couple of hundred shows in there now. I'm not too sure. I, I'd have to go and take a note, take a look and count them off, but uh, there's there's a bunch in there. I know that. You know, shows of, of all kinds of variety. And uh, yeah, that's podcastgarden.com if you want to check it out and uh, see what else there is in there. Or, like I said, if you're interested in starting your own show, you can do so for free. So check it out. I also want to give a big thank you to YouStoreAll. Self-Storage Facility of Warrensburg, Missouri. They are the main sponsor of this show. Uh, U-Store All is your your best destination for self-storage, conventional, climate control. Uh, If you want something stored away, say you're a college student and you want something stored away for the summer instead of taking it home to mom and dad's and putting it in your garage, give them a call, go to their website, check them out. You know, that is the place to go. Uh, Like I said that with the climate control, which is there's heating, there's cooling, there's dehumidification, you know, I mean, man, I mean, it's just like storing it within your own home. Plus, this place is the the climate control is locked up outside office hours, so you can rest assured that it's going to be there when you come back. The whole place is fenced in. They have over 40 cameras recording 24 hours a day, and it's backed up to a DVR, so they've got a couple months worth of footage Available for them for their viewing at any point. So look at them online at ustoreall.net. That's the letter U S T O R A L L dot net. So exciting news for me. Um, yeah, last week I kind of ran behind schedule and didn't get a chance to talk about myself. But if you do follow the show, then you're probably are already aware my book came out. Yay! <laughs> oh my gosh it has been a long long journey uh my my first novel 9 mile bridge came out earlier this month uh, earlier in april like i said if you do follow the show then you are aware of this because uh my uh, my daughter's interviewed me back a couple episodes ago and i read the first chapter from the book but uh you know some of you may not know some of you may be new to the show and normally what I want to do with this show is—is is I don't really talk about myself too much because this is—that's not what this show is about. It's not about me, even though it's my show. Um, I want the focus each week to be on the authors and what they're bringing. You know, what you can find out of this new author. But you know, i, I am a new author, and and I just want to just take a second and celebrate and uh, say hey. And uh, you know, I think it's something special because you've been following along with me since the start of the show. So yeah, I just wanted to say it's out there, it's available, and so far it's been doing pretty well. Yeah, I got the paperback coming out sometime in May, and that's been a headache to, (laughs) to say the least, to learn how to do that. But anyway, yeah, so Nine Mile Bridge, you can check that out on Amazon, or if you go over to my author page on Facebook, that's uh, Author Jason A. Meiske on Facebook. Yeah, you can find the links to that. So speaking of Facebook and email, we also have the Sample Chapter Podcast Facebook page, which is, just as the name says, Sample Chapter Podcast. Uh, you can go over there, you can like us. If you like us there, then uh, you're sure to never miss out on an episode. Uh, same as subscribing to the show, wherever it is you want to listen. iTunes, Google Play, anywhere along those lines. You know We're on just about every, every uh, podcast player now. But uh, our Facebook page is also where I will share news and uh, you know maybe behind the scenes stuff each author that comes on every week i do share at least two things for them you know obviously there's the episode when that comes up and then i also want to share a link later in the week uh, whether it's a reminder about the book or uh, maybe they have another book getting ready to come out something along those lines and sometimes i I get in touch uh, with the previous authors and i will share something with them maybe they've got a book that's just come out something that they talked about on the show so i want to make sure and share that now the facebook page is also somewhere you can reach out to me if you know an author that you would like to hear on the show you can message me on that and let me know hey jason yeah uh, you know i'd like you to interview oh i don't know um uh, well all right so i was just talking to somebody about uh, aaron hunter and the warrior cats books and, uh, <laughs> they were telling me how awesome that'd be to hear something from them. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's uh, another one of those authors that, uh, is skyrocket way up there. If you don't know who this is, I mean, she, that author name has a plethora of books available, but, uh, they write about warrior cats and dogs and bears and, uh, you know, pretty neat stuff. My kids are huge fans. Uh, so that was, uh, I was a little bit knowledgeable when I ran into this person yesterday, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. If you know somebody, you know, say you have a friend who's an author and they're just starting off and they don't know what to do. They don't know who, how to, uh, you know, get word out. Hey, let me know. I'll be happy to interview that that friend and put them out. You know, first time authors, experienced authors, you know, veterans. I will talk to you, uh, you know, so far on the show. You know, I mean, this is episode 15, but we've already had yeah we've already had authors of varying degrees on here from authors with over 150 books and great you know just huge success to authors who are first time uh, like myself in fact i'm not worried about the stage i'm not worried about a name i'm just interested in helping the author get word out i'm helping readers interested in helping readers find a new author find a new story that you're interested in you can reach out to me on facebook at sample chapter podcast or, go to, uh, send me an email at samplechapterpodcast@gmail.com and yeah, I'll be happy to uh, respond back, and, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll have a little discussion, and I uh, can't wait to hear your sample chapter. Ah, okay, a little bit of coffee there. So hey, speaking of suggested authors, our guest today was suggested by a previous guest, the, uh, the Flints, they know today's guest, Jordan Elizabeth. And suggested to her that uh, she reach out to me. And I am so happy that she did. Miss Elizabeth is a young adult fantasy writer. Who also, she likes to cross genres. So there's steampunk, gothic, and romance. Uh, some sci-fi. All sorts of things throughout her writing. And it's just amazing stuff. Amazing, fantastic work that she's doing. Uh, just a little bit that we get to talk and the samples that uh, that i've read and then the the sample chapter today you're going to hear it's uh really special stuff Uh, i i'm definitely picking up a copy of at least one of her books soon and she was such a joy to talk to oh my gosh uh you know jordan's just got one of those voices you could listen to for the longest time uh you know she just has a very nice voice very nice reading voice. So this was really cool. You would never expect that she's somebody who writes down her nightmares in order to live out her dreams. <laughs> How cool is that? That's her. That's her motto. Yeah, her stories have a little bit of gore, uh, or as she puts it, just enough thrills to make you look under your bed and uh, maybe beware of what's in your closet. So, <laughs> uh, she has currently she has 13 books with uh, three different publishing houses. Man, I mean, like I said, she is just, she was so much fun to talk to. Um, uh, A lot of her stories were inspired by locations around her, locations that she's uh, familiar with, whether they are, you know, perhaps haunted or, or otherwise, you know, some kind of a legend about them. So that's where some of those inspirations have come from stories that she hears about so i can definitely feel where she's coming from on that that was where i got an inspiration as well i I think you're gonna really enjoy this uh jordan elizabeth was like i said she was just so much fun to talk to and i think you're in for a real treat so i'm gonna go ahead and close this out and let's get on over to the interview with miss jordan elizabeth Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Today my guest is Jordan Elizabeth, a young adult fantasy author out of New York. Oh my gosh, this is, I think you're my furthest author, uh, or furthest away author I've spoken to so far. Jordan, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, I'm happy to be here.
1: So how uh, how is New York?
0: It is extremely cold. And over the weekend, I decided that we were going to clean up the yard, so I got my son his little boots on, and we went out there, and it snowed. (laughs) Bitterly cold and snowy, but we still chopped down some bushes. (laughs) He didn't care, but I was very cold.
1: Yeah, we were just talking a little bit uh, before the show started that uh, you have a a new son, and and he's, uh, how old is he now?
0: 17 months.
1: Oh, that's a wonderful age.
0: Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) It's wonderful for him. He's learning all new things, and he's getting ready to conquer the world. There you go. I'm getting ready for bed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Uh, Who are you? What do you you like to write? And uh, what have you got? What's your library look like?
0: I am a young adult fantasy author. Some of my stories involve steampunk. Most of my stories cross genres a bit. It's never just steampunk. There's steampunk, romance, ghosts, alternate Wild West. It's not so much that I try to add a lot of different items and genres and any adventures to my stories. It's just how it flows naturally. I'm from central New York, which isn't New York City, and most people get that very confused, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're in New York City. No, I'm four hours away from New York City. (laughs) But that's mainly... My genres, I also write short stories. I've compiled a couple anthologies for Curiosity Quills Press, and I also contributed to those anthologies. One is a ghost story anthology, and the other two are steampunk. One is a bit steampunk science fiction. I have 13 books so far. The, my two that have come out this year, one was Secrets of Bennett Hall, which is a steampunk gothic romance with a bit of fantasy thrown in. That came out from Curiosity Quills Press on January 30th, and my other one is called Rogue Crystal, and that came out from CHBB on March 9th, and that is a young adult science fiction fantasy that also has some historical fiction chapters thrown in, because I am a huge fan of historical fiction, and a lot of my stories jump between the two time periods.
1: Wow, that's really cool. So all right I, I, I need to hear about this and how does the, the secret the secrets of Bennett Hall how do yes. you, how are you mixing steampunk gothic romance I, I want to hear more about that
0: well one time I went to the library and they have this bookshelf in the front hallway and you can drop off books for that you want someone to take for free and there was this box so I opened up the box and inside were all these lovely smelly old Gothic stories, so I thought let me take these there had to be at least 70 books here (laughs) There's a huge box and they were those little thin gothic stories So I took them home and I started reading them and I shared them with my mom and I became very addicted to them They had that villain and the love interest and usually a castle and some kind of a ghost that isn't really a ghost so then as I was reading, you know my 69th of these books I decided wouldn't it be cool if one of them had a bit of steampunk in it. So I played around with different story ideas to make a steampunk gothic romance and then I remembered in one of my other stories which is um no it's Treasure Darkly. In Treasure Darkly there was a character who was who had a couple chapters to himself and then he fades away as the story becomes more focused on Amethyst. So a lot of readers had asked me, well, what happened to him? And I gave them, you know, he had a happy ever after, but I decided let's add him to this mix. So then I decided to play around with different castles, different ghosts. I ended up going on a tour of Hyde Hall, which is a mansion from the 1800s nearby that you can go on historic tours of. And it's had a couple ghost shows come and film it because it's supposedly haunted. And you're able to walk through it. Some rooms aren't finished. They're in decay, so you're not able to go in those. But other rooms are beautifully furnished. It's a beautiful place to visit. It's in Cooperstown, New York. And it inspired me to make a house like that for my Gothic story. And from there, Secrets of Bennett Hall just evolved into an adventure about a school teacher and some steampunk inventions. And she is haunted by memories. And she's not sure if she's just going insane or if they're memories of the past.
1: Wow. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So tell me, uh, tell me a little bit, what, what, does, uh, what kind of things do inspire you? Like you've got a little bit of, little bit of everything. You seem to be very inspired by uh, the wild. I mean, one of, your, one of the comments I see on here is that uh, you write down your nightmares in order to live out your dreams.
0: Yes, I was trying to think of a motto. And usually if I have a nightmare, I write it down when I wake up and try to figure out how to turn it into some kind of a story. Even if it's not the main focus, I want to add it as a subplot. Mm -hmm. And the other day I was thinking about how my dream is to become a published author who is able to make a living off of writing. And I know that that's impossible probably for 90% of the authors, but that's my dream. So my nightmares become the fuel for my stories, and hopefully one of those stories makes my dream come real.
1: Nice, I love it. Well, that's awesome. I mean, and you've got uh, you know with 13 different books in your library so far. I mean, you're you're well on your way.
0: I hope so. (laughs) I don't write though to make money. I've had a lot of people come to me and say, "How do you write in order to make money? You can't really write to make money. You have to write." what makes you happy, mm-hmm. what other people might want to read. If you're just writing something to sell it, you're not going to be happy. It's not going to be your passion, and it's going to show that you're not happy writing it. So you really have to write something that you care about, that you love, and making money off of it is just a bonus.
1: Yeah, and I, I think you're right. I think that does come across to, you know, to the reader. And and that that was something with this show that I wanted to make sure and point out is I, I really want to reach out to the readers, so that they're meeting new authors and finding new stories. So this is really exciting to that you know you you've got such a passion and you're reaching out and trying to put all that passion into your stories and and reach the writers because they're are the readers and uh, they're going to tell that difference.
0: I hope so. It was actually very sad because the other author decided to quit writing because she had really only been doing it to make money. Oh. So I hope that she's able to find that passion mm-hmm. and be able to write again, not just to make money, but in order as a hobby to make her happy, to make others happy who read her work.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully she comes back into it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So what, uh, what has been your favorite character to get into so far?
0: My favorite character would have to be Amethyst Treasure from The Treasure Chronicles. She is just outrageous and hysterical to me. She is somebody that you'd find on Gossip Girl or one of those other teen rich drama girls who is just the complete opposite of everybody else in the book. And she was so much fun to write because everything she did was just outrageous. And it hit everyone else in the book, rolling their eyes at her. <laughs> I would start writing and I would think, Oh my gosh, what would Amethyst do at this point? Oh, she my. would stand up in the middle of a meal and refuse to suddenly eat the pig because she had seen the pig in the yard. And now she knew the pig was dead. <laughs> Even though in the past she enjoyed having pork, suddenly it wasn't for her.
1: It definitely makes you look at the bacon a little bit different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> She's oh. definitely the best fun I've, I've ever had. I was laughing as I was writing her scenes.
1: <laughs> well, what uh, what have you got? What are you working on now? Anything coming up soon?
0: Right now I'm working on the third book in the Amstens series, which is a spinoff from, from the Treasure Chronicles. It involves the same world, but there's different characters the characters made a small impact in the treasure chronicles but now they're able to get their own story so secrets of bennett hall is actually book two in the return to anston series and anston is the name of the country
1: okay all right that's cool so and i may not have caught on to this than a while ago then when you were talking about the crossovers i was thinking just the genre do you have are some of these crossing over into other stories
0: just the Treasure Chronicles and the Return to, Return to Amston series.
1: Ah, uh, okay. All right.
0: It started off, the first book in that series started off as runners and riders. It was two characters that showed up in Wicked Treasure, and it was one of the main cities in the series from the Treasure Chronicles. And I just I made it a Treasure Chronicle companion, but people thought that it was a novella and they didn't want to buy it. Or people bought it and then they complained because it was a full-length novel and not a novella. (laughs) So when Secrets of Bennett Hall came out, I decided to make it into its own series. That way people wouldn't think that it was just a novella. (laughs) So hopefully that worked, but then I got a lot of, well, I didn't read book one. Do I have to read book one? So every book in the series is its own standalone, Mm -hmm. but they do coincide with the Treasure Chronicles. You can enjoy them without it, but it makes it a fuller experience if you do read them after you've read the Treasure books
1: okay all right well that's that's awesome though i mean that's i i always love that whenever you've got a story that that branches out if there's a series um uh, there was a series i used to read back in the 80s and i remember they just took the core story and branched out and now it's just massive and i there's no way i could ever keep up with it today but uh i remember as a kid i was just like oh, oh i gotta get the next book oh, and i could oh this goes back a hundred years and uh oh.
0: Oh yeah, um, <laughs> but
1: it's it's. I was like that too. <laughs> but it's fun seeing the characters, uh, characters or situations or places pop up in other stories. So that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like meeting an old friend, or you're yes. in on this secret club, or that's your hometown, and yes, that's me.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That is fantastic. Well, Jordan, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, it has been a real joy to uh, to talk to you. And uh, I'm so happy that uh, that w- that we we came across each other, or that, that you reached out to me. Um, what uh, what is the book we're going to hear today?
0: The book is Kissed by Literature. It's a collection of short stories. I love to write short stories in between my novels because then I get to try out different time periods, different characters, different settings different writing styles, and it's just a good stress reliever, too. You can whip out a short story in an hour and move on with your day. (laughs) So I had a whole bunch of short stories on my computer, and I decided, hey, let's put them into a collection. So the first thing that I'm going to read is, well, it's the first story in it, not the first I'm going to read, because I don't think anyone wants to hear me read the whole book, (laughs) but if, if you do, I'd be happy to. (laughs) the first story is called evil that walks tweed road
1: all right well that is awesome i can't wait to hear this and i can't wait to share this with our listeners and listeners uh if you if you like what you hear because i think you're gonna love it uh make sure you go out and pick up kissed by literature by jordan elizabeth and jordan thank you so much for coming on and i look forward to uh, maybe having you back someday sounds good all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop stumbling so much as I am tonight and uh, get out of the way for Jordan Elizabeth with Kiss by Literature and her short story "Evil That Walked Tweed Road."
0: I slid the manila folder into the cardboard box, careful to keep them alphabetized. My brother might tease me to death over my organization habits, but not once had I fumbled during my presentations. Each photograph, newspaper article, and information sheet had a home. Excuse me, Annie. I'm Patrick. I glanced up, the final folder in hand. A man with gray eyes stood in front of the table. I'd studied those gray eyes during my lecture while he sat in the back row of the library's meeting room. Yes? I double-checked the words on the folder before placing it into the box. I've always been fascinated with Tweed Road. I grew up near here, and as kids, we always wanted to see the ghosts. Swear we saw a couple of them. I nodded, my ponytail sliding over my shoulder. I've heard plenty of those ghost stories, but I don't really believe in ghosts. If a serial killer gets you, do you really want to hang around for all eternity? He chuckled. His teeth had to have been professionally straightened and whitened to gleam like that. What got you into giving talks on Tweed Road? He could be flirting with me. He couldn't be flirting with me. But maybe he was. Well, I got my master's in history, and then I got a job as a professor here. I started looking up local history, and this area is famous for the Tweed Road killings. It was mostly all legends and kids daring each other to walk along the road at night, so I wanted to tell everyone about the truth. I smiled. I sucked at flirting, but I could sure smile, even if my teeth didn't look half as nice as his. Do you think telling everyone about this will help them finally catch the killer? Life is never that simple. Patrick leaned toward me and lowered his voice. I know who the serial killer was. I lifted my eyebrows. At every library or historical society where I gave my presentation, someone always had a theory. My favorite suggestion had been Jack the Ripper. Who are you thinking of? My grandfather. That was similar to my ex-husband, which I heard a lot from elderly women. Why do you say that? He confessed to me before he died, and he showed me the spot where he did the killings. The bodies had all been found dumped in the swamp but no one had ever discovered where their hearts and livers had been gouged out. I frowned. Who have you told? I am just you. The young man wiped his hand across his face. I don't know if I should go to the cops. They might just laugh. Do they even care about the case anymore? It's all more of a legend now. A lot of families would have peace of mind. Patrick closed his eyes and sighed. Can I show you the spot? I think I'd feel better going to the cops if you went with me. You know all the facts about the killings, and I just know what my grandfather told me. I shifted my stance. Don't let me put words in your mouth. I had studied the Tweed Road serial killer for three years, and it had all been paper, nothing I could walk on. Will you go with me? I'll drive. It's about 15 minutes out of town. It might become my stupidest decision, but let me just put my box in the car so we don't hold up the library from closing at nine. If the spot was 15 minutes away, they wouldn't make it back by then. 1959. Alice swung her purse at her side and hummed. Someday, she would dump a shelf on her boss. It was a five and dime store, not a department store in some grand city. He didn't have to treat her like a slave. If there was another shop within walking distance of home, she would quit. She would spit in his face while quitting. He would then tell her father, who would take the belt to her backside, "'and her mother would yell about propriety, "'and if Alice ever saw the boss again, "'she would spit in his face a second time. "'She rounded the bend in the road "'and passed the gas station. "'Old Harry sat outside in his chair, "'pipe in hand, and she waved. "'Hello,' she called. "'Wind blew rustling the trees along the ditch, "'so she repeated the greeting louder. "'Hey there, Alice,' he called back. "'Say hello to your folks for me.' "'Too bad she couldn't work there, "'but old Harry would never hire a girl. "'That old man was stuck in his ways. "'Old ways.' She chuckled, pulling her sweater tighter across the front as more wind picked up. Twilight painted new colors across the sky above the trees. A truck rumbled up the road and slowed beside her. A man lifted two fingers at her from the driver's seat. Can I give you a ride? Alice lifted to her toes for a better look at him. Young like her, maybe only a few years into his twenties. Short brown hair and gray eyes, gray enough to remind her of her favorite kitten back home. Why had he on the way to work? They could have shared a soda, and her boss could have glowered at the fellow who wanted to pay attention to Annie. Why didn't her parents believe her when she said the boss looked at her that way? Still, it was work there, or spend all day on the farm. It wasn't like they needed her, not with six brothers and two sisters still around. He slowed the car to a stop. Come on, let me take you home. You live up here? About a mile up, just off Tweed Road. A fresh wind made her shiver. A ride would be warm, and he might come back around tomorrow. They might still get that soda. "'Sure, thank you.' "'She opened the passenger door and climbed inside. "'Modern Day.' "'How many victims did you say?' "'Patrick asked. "'Grandpa told me he killed twenty. "'I stared out the front window at the passing woods, "'each minute taking us deeper into night. "'They only found fifteen bodies, "'but there was speculation there might be more. "'Slow down up here at the bend.' "'Sure thing.' "'After the bend, Patrick slowed his car. "'Daylight would have helped, "'but I could still make out the boarded-up building.' "'That used to be the gas station,' I said. "'The owner would often see the girls pass by before they vanished. "'At first the police thought the girls were lost in the woods, "'and it wasn't until they found the bodies in the pond "'that he started keeping a better watch "'and girls stopped walking by. "'They didn't think it was the owner? "'He must not have listened too closely to my lecture. "'There was some investigation into him, "'but he lived over the gas station. "'He didn't go out much, no evidence. "'Some people still blamed him, though. "'Why did so many girls walk by?' Town is back there, and a lot of times girls from farms or just houses out this way would be going there to see friends or the theater. Lots of people walked back then, especially in rural communities. No horses? I'm sure some had horses. He increased his speed again, continuing down Treed Road, past turnoffs. When I'd first started looking into the serial killer, I'd driven down those roads to see where the girls had been from. Some houses still stood, some didn't, but all of them had a strange, thick feeling. "'Did the girls know each other?' Patrick asked. "'They had graduated from or were still going to the same high school, "'so they must have, but they weren't close friends with each other. "'Grandpa told me he would drive the road "'just to see what pretty girl he could spot, "'and he took her like that. "'They had to be pretty, and he liked them with brown hair, "'like his sister's hair.' "'I shivered. "'If this were real, was he from here?' "'He moved here in 1959 after his sister died. "'He wanted to help his uncle on the farm.' The first killing was in 1959. Alice Hasek, Patrick finished. He slowed the car beside the Tweed Road Bridge and cut the engine. We'll have to walk from here. I should have told you to get hiking boots. My sneakers are fine. It hasn't rained. My hand trembled as I gripped the door handle. Before climbing out, I grabbed my purse and slung it over my shoulder. It was still somewhat light. Summer nights around here didn't get pitch black until nine. But I wanted the flashlight on my car keys just in case. Plus my cell phone. "'In case one of us stumbled. "'I'd gone on plenty of hikes since arriving in central New York, "'and I'd found hills, gullies, and streams just waiting to trip me up. "'He pulled a hunting knife out from under his seat and strapped it around his waist. "'You think there'll be any coyotes out?' he shrugged. "'Just in case. A bear was spotted last week. "'A hunting knife wouldn't do much good against a charging bear or coyote, "'but if it made him feel better, so be it. "'The bridge was a popular fishing spot,' Patrick said. That's how Grandpa learned about the land around here. I followed him around trees, stepping over ferns, avoiding briar patches. After about ten minutes, he stopped and held up his hand. Here, this rock. Two ancient trees stood guard over a boulder. Pale chalk had been scrawled on the surface. I pulled the light from my purse to shine it on the crude drawings. A ritual. I turned to him as I slid the light back into my purse. His gray eyes were bright in the thickening darkness. He wanted to bring Monica back. His sister, I filled in, jingling the car keys. Feeling them helped ground me. He carved out the hearts and livers, but it didn't bring Monica back. He unhooked the hunting knife and slid it free from the leather sheath. No, not yet. He didn't get enough. Farm accident took him before he could get the 21st girl. Monica was 21 when she died. 20 girls just didn't cut it. My chest ached with my pounding heart, but I lifted my chin. You told me he just died. "'Patrick chuckled. Thing is, his name was Patrick Wyatt. "'He was questioned once,' I recalled. "'He was just a shy, quiet kid mourning his sister. "'They didn't consider him a suspect.' "'Patrick sidled toward me. "'He started all these rituals, but he never finished, so he couldn't move on. "'I'm not his grandson, Annie. I am Patrick Wyatt.' "'He lifted the knife, the blade twinkling for a second. "'You will be the twenty-first girl, and I will have Monica back.' "'I pulled the pistol from my purse.' aimed it at his heart and pulled the trigger the gunshot echoed through the woods but i didn't waver not after all the years of practicing he gurgled stumbled and slid to his knees i had yearned for that sight. when i'd seen him in the back of the meeting room i'd almost lost it in my excitement and i am Anna alice hasick i said your ritual is over i shot him again the end
1: Okay, now how cool was that? Oh my gosh, that was Miss Jordan Elizabeth reading Kissed by Literature, a collection of short stories with her short story, Evil That Walked Tweed Road. Hey, thank you so much for coming back. Uh, hopefully you come back again next week with another author, another story, and another sample chapter. Uh, you know, Don't forget to go to iTunes, Google Play, anywhere that you're listening to this show and give us a rating and uh, you know, help, uh, help other people find this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, but yeah, I will be back again next week with another author. Thank you, everybody. Bye.